Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out how to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 74. I'm calling it moving and decluttering. Yeah, um, this I have asked for questions uh, for topics, topic ideas for podcasts as I am in this um, totally in the zone and my brain is completely focused on finishing up my book that's due two weeks from tomorrow. Ah! Um, but one of the questions I have gotten several times or have received several times since asking that and one of the questions honestly that I've received many times over the years um, has been, can you get, do a podcast on moving? Um, you know, moving either into a smaller space or just moving in general. And because moving is the perfect time to declutter. My main reason that I've never done anything on that is simply that I have not moved since I started this deslopification process. And if you know anything about how I do things around here, I don't like to base anything on theory. I mean, theory is great. And I love theory. And I love to act like I know what I'm talking about when I don't. Um, But I avoid that completely on the whole a slob comes clean thing. Because um, theory doesn't always play out in real life the way that you think it's going to. So I try to base everything that I talk about and everything that I write about completely on just, um, you know, what I'm actually doing and what actually works and showing the before and after and showing how things play out, not just in theory, but actually in real life. So anyway, I have avoided that, but I know it is a real issue. We have a dream, uh, personally of, you know, getting a little house that's a little more in the country and, or that is in the country at all. Um, you know, with a little pond and I want a pool, but whatever. Um, you know, those kinds of things are dreams. And so it's not like I'm never going to move again in my entire life. Um, so I'm just going to talk about ideas that I have on this. And I want you to take it as ideas, not as this is what Noni says to do when you move. Okay. I would love to hear your thoughts because I do know for a fact that I have a lot of amazing listeners and readers who are military families. And if you're a military, you know all about moving. And I can't even pretend to compare to what you have to go through on a regular basis. Um, anyway, so we're going to talk about that. But before we get started, I did want to remind you that you can become a patron of this show uh, by going to patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash a slob comes clean, or you can just go to a slob comes clean.com slash podcasts with an S and there's a link there. Um, for those of you who are patrons, thank you so very much. I am so excited um, to get this going. Um, and for those at the three and $5 a month level, uh, we're going to do a Google Hangout that's just for the people at that level. So um, November 12th at 8 p.m. Central, I'm assuming that those of you, like there's not very many, but those of you who are at that level um, listen to podcasts. So I'm talking to you. Um, 
And so hopefully you will hear this before then, but I'm also going to send out an email. Don't worry. I think through the Patreon system, which I have to learn. But anyway, November 12th at 8 p.m. Central, we're going to do a private hangout. That's going to be a monthly thing specifically for patrons at those levels or above um, where we're just going to talk. I mean, you can ask me questions. um, We can talk about things. I would like to talk about, um, unless it goes somewhere else, but I would like to talk about what needs you want met in this book that I'm writing, because at that point I'm going to be one week away. And if I'm on schedule, I'm going to be pretty much done, but I would love to talk to you and just talk through things. And, um, you know, you tell me, Hey, if it didn't include such and such, I would be so disappointed. And if then that way I have a week and if it's something I haven't put in there, maybe I can put it in there. So, um, anyway, no guarantees on that. Obviously. Um, I feel so legal when I say stuff like that, but anyway, uh, just, I would love for that. Any of you who have thought about being a patron and would love to be part of that hangout, um, make sure you are just, you know, go ahead and get that set up before November 12th. Um, and if you're listening to this in the future, I'm going to do those every month and they're going to alternate evenings and mornings, uh, month by month. And I'm pretty confident that members will get to, you know, have access to the replay. So anyway, members being patrons. All right. Thank you. Okay. So moving into cluttering podcast number 74. Here we are again, my disclaimer, I haven't moved since I've actually been deslobifying. So anyway, um, I will say my main problem for me. Okay. So my moving, I actually lived in the same exact house my entire growing up much to my dismay. Like to me, moving seemed like this amazingly dramatic, wonderful thing that I always wanted to do. I mean, I dreamed of moving simply because I dreamed of anything that sounded dramatic and, um, living in the same house your entire life did not sound dramatic to me. So I grew up never having moved. So, but I did, um, you know, I moved off to college. I moved to an apartment. I moved to Thailand. Um, I moved back to Texas and married my husband. And then we moved into a house and then we moved into another house. So that's, that's my moving experience. Like I said, um, a lot of y'all are military and you have moved probably countless numbers of time times. Um, the, the thing that I see, uh, we lived in a town that was a military town, uh, before we lived here. So, um, I knew, had a lot of friends who, you know, they were there for two years and then they were gone. And, um, the thing that I saw was the more people move, the less stuff they want to ever have Uh, because moving is a hassle. And when you have to like actually pick up the stuff that's in your house and carry it somewhere else. And yeah, it's a huge hassle when you start thinking about how much does all this stuff actually weigh? How much space does this take up in some kind of a thing I'm going to have to rent, you know? So I I think it's kind of like with traveling for me over time, the more I've traveled, I haven't moved a lot, but I have traveled a lot. The more I travel, the less I want to bring with me. I, it just, it's amazing how that experience causes you to value having less stuff in your life. Okay. So, um, my main delusion always was that my next house was going to be the one that, um, was going to solve all my slob problems. Like 
it was just that I wasn't in my final destination house. And so, you know, when I lived in an apartment, whatever, you know, it just, this, this isn't the final place I'm going to land for my entire life. And so I might as well keep all this stuff for when I get there. Um, so I'll just share my regret. I regret that so much. Now I try not to live in the past. I try not to, you know, or anything like that. So, um, it's not like I, you know, sit around and cry about it, but if I had to say what my regret was, it's that I had too much junk and I can't, I lived years in different places where my, my life, my husband's life, my family's lives were made worse or hampered or hindered, hindered is a good word, hindered by me having too much stuff that I was saving for the next place we were going to live. That is the thing I have podcasts on. I think I have a podcast on a tale of two houses where I talk about my clutter history versus the clutter history of some friends of mine who have also moved. Um, you know, they had actually, they moved over to England for a couple of years and then, um, came back, you know, so they've moved quite a bit, but watching, how they have gone from place to place to place versus how I have. I so love their way, you know, like their house, they just add, I'll just, you can go listen to it. Basically, I started out with way too much stuff and everywhere I lived, I had to get rid of more and get rid of more and get rid of more where they basically just started out with almost nothing, just like what they absolutely needed. And their houses always stayed much more under control because they didn't live for the future. They were like, well, we don't need that right now. So they just didn't even bother having it. Um, another little random thought that just came into my head is if you talk to people who do not struggle to keep their homes under control, they don't see the point in having things they don't need right then. Like the people who have homes that are always under control are the ones who don't see the point in stuff you don't need. They're ruthless about throwing things away. They only have things that they actually know for a fact. Yes, I will use that right now. And as soon as they're not using it, they get rid of it. That is just a difference in personalities. And it's something I see that I strive towards. So, um, okay. That is hard. You know, so I would say the main piece of advice that is, from my own personal regret or whatever is, you know, live for right now. Um, that goes against my frugality instinct that I was born with. And, you know, so much of my clutter issue in the past was that I would get something when it was free or when it was really, really cheap or when somebody else was getting rid of it. And I thought, well, I, that's so much wiser for me to go ahead and get this now, bring it into my home, even though I have absolutely no use for it and absolutely no place for it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring that into my home because that in my mind was wiser to get it now while it's cheap or free than to need it later on and not have it. Okay. Um, but instead now I am of a mindset to live for right now. And part of that does have to do with the fact that when we moved into this house, um, you know, this is, this is probably going to be our forever home. Yes. We have dreams of a 
little bit of land or something like that, even though then I go, oh, that's a lot to take care of. Um, you know, we have those dreams of wouldn't it be neat if we could find another house that had such and such or whatever. But realistically, we view this home as the home we're going to be in for the rest of our lives. And so that's just, um, you know, kind of getting to that point and realizing it is so much better to live for right now in the home that I'm in, even though maybe I'm going to say no to something someone offers me and then have to actually pay money for it later on down the line. I'd rather live comfortably right now and my family be able to function better right now. So living for right now. Um, Okay, so things that I did do when I moved into this house, um, again, I was a, um, I had major clutter issues at this point. So this, these were things I did um, that (laughs) I should have done way more. Okay, so my idea was um, I'm going to declutter as I pack and I'm going to declutter as I unpack. Um. But I mostly, because I kind of gave myself that out, that procrastination station, which, um, you know, I basically, it's one of my goals to eliminate all these little things where I say, I'm going to do such and such later, because usually it's just procrastinating. That's it. It's, there's not an actual reason for later, even though I would have told you there was a reason for later. Um, you know, my reason for thinking, oh, later was okay. Well, you know, I've never used this item. I don't really need it, but I might need it in my new house, you know? And so I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just decide later. I'll just put that off for later. Um, so things I would do differently now is to not procrastinate, you know, <laughs> go ahead and say, if I don't use this here, I'm probably not going to use it in my new house and get rid of it. But again, that's theory and I avoid theory. So it feels a little weird saying that. Um, I did when I finally unpacked from this house because we did have a transition period. We, um, had lived somewhere else and then we rented while our other house hadn't sold yet. And then the moment that it sold every single thing in the town we were living in, that was a possibility also sold. So we, um, lived in that rent house for a year. So I had had a bunch of stuff in storage at that point. So I had lived without all this stuff for a year. It was a really weird year. It was a year of transition. It was a year that I was pregnant. I did not even know I was pregnant when we moved. And then we ended up having, um, bringing our baby home to the rent house. So it was, it was really a kind of a weird, it was a weird year. I don't know. I don't know if y'all are like this, but I have this thing I've realized that when I look back at certain periods of my life, like everything's dark. I don't know. Here I am sharing my weirdness, but like, like there are certain times, if there is a time in my life where things were really, really just difficult. Um, the first year I taught junior high (laughs) before I adjusted to the craziness that's called junior high. Um, you know, I, it's like all my memories of that first year. Now the second year I was in the same classroom, a lot of the same kids cause I taught theater. So I had them year after year. Um, the second year, my memories are bright, but that first year in that classroom, when I was getting used to junior high after being in Asia where, you know, kids are like super respectful. And then I moved to the U S junior high. Oh my goodness. Um, but like all my memories of that year, it's like the room, it, it, it seems like the light wasn't even on in the room. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting too psycho 
too psycho. Yeah, we'll just say that. Okay. Um, but anyway, so that was a tough year for me. Um, and so I don't know that I purged a single thing the entire year because it was just, you know, it was like holding on and, and just survival and, and all that. Um, but so, but when I did move, I moved into our, you know, kind of final destination home here. I was unpacking boxes that had sat in a storage unit since my daughter was born. So that would have been, you know, probably three to four months. Um, and then ones that had sat in a, um, in, in our garage, uh, before that. So, you know, like our garage was packed full. It was a two car garage ceiling, floor to ceiling boxes, um, with just a path to be able to get out. Uh, you know, we didn't park our cars or in there, in there or anything like that. Um, but so I had a bajillion boxes cause I had major clutter issues as I've talked about before. But, um, you know, as I opened those boxes, my, I, I do remember my goal was to go ahead and get rid of more than I kept as I opened those boxes. Cause I did realistically know that I had not opened these boxes in a year. And so I probably wasn't going to need anything. I knew I had clutter issues. I was always trying to deal with that. Um, but, uh, you know, so that was part of it. Um, you know, getting rid of more as I unpacked than I kept. Um, now I would probably say if I was in that same situation, I would try to get rid of entire boxes. I don't know. I don't know. You know, try to pick out two things from each box that I might actually need. Um, it is really difficult because sometimes you think, well, I could just throw away that entire box cause I haven't seen it. But then you think, well, what if that's where my kid's birth certificate is or something, you know, I mean, even though, believe me, I know from experience, you can get new birth certificates printed. Um, if you lose them, cause I lose them. All right. Um, so I, I guess the point is, you know, avoid procrastinating because that was one of the mistakes I made. I thought it was easier just to pack it all up and go ahead and move it and then decide when I got to my house. I seriously wish that I had decluttered way more as I packed because for one thing, let's talk about frugality. Yeah, you can probably buy whatever it is that you made a mistake and accidentally decluttered um, just in what you saved on not having to move it because it's expensive to move, uh, you know, renting trucks and all that kind of stuff. So um, we moved a ton of stuff. We paid to move. We hired people to move us and they moved a whole bunch of stuff we didn't even need, which that is really bad money management as opposed to the person like me who would say, hold on to something forever thinking, well, I don't want to have to pay for it later. Um, okay. So things I would do now, I would have a donate box along with my packing boxes as, um, one of my big things is donatable donate boxes, never a keep box, never, you know, I never use a laundry basket as a donate box because I don't want to have to go back through it again if I want to keep the laundry basket. Now, if I'm ready to donate the laundry basket, great. But I make sure that anything I put my donations into, which is basically anything I'm decluttering since I generally only donate now instead of um, having garage sales and stuff, even though I need to talk about at some point the garage sale that my daughter had over the summer, which just reconfirmed to me that I don't like having garage sales. (laughs) Anyway, um, but a donatable donate box, meaning once I decide that this item is leaving my house, I stick it in the donate box and I never touch it again. It's just over because that whole entire box, the box itself is going to go out 
um, as a donation. So, um, you know, that's, that's what I would do now is keeping a donate box with my packing boxes. Um, okay. So here's an idea. And it's one of those things that I, you know, try to think of some ideas. And then I thought, well, would this be a recipe for disaster or not? Um, but I think, I think I would want to do a level one and a level two box. Like I'm sitting in my living room right now. Cause if you've ever thought I had a podcasting studio, <laughs> I don't. So anyway, I'm sitting in my recliner and, um, I'm looking at a bookshelf. So I think about it and I think, okay, if I had to pack that up, which I actually do pack it up every Christmas as I put my, um, Christmas decorations up on it. Um, but if I had to pack that up realistically, I would probably get rid of some of the stuff on it. But then there's other stuff that I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe I would keep that. I'm not sure. You know, so what about having a level one? Oh my goodness. Hold on. Okay. I think he's gone now. Um, oh my goodness. Y'all, I'm sorry about that. Uh, so my husband ran home. So... <laughs> Was it last week that I shared all the crazy things that were happening in our home and our lives? Yeah. So now we have a leak under the slab or in the slab or something. They don't know yet. Anyway, so yay for crazy stuff going on with our house. But anyway, uh, not, I'm not talking about the leak in the roof. I'm talking about like a pipe leaking. Anyway. Um, okay. So that was my husband coming home and my dog who is super duper scary when someone knocks on the door, um, and howls and everything. So sorry about that. Um, I was talking about the, oh yes, I know the level one and the level two of, um, uh, packing. So kind of, so here's my idea again, just an idea because I haven't done it. But, um, you know, so I look at this bookshelf and I say, okay, if I had a level one, I just said, okay, these are my absolute favorite things and pull out just those things. These are the things that I would be really super sad to not have in my new house, pull those down, pack them up and mark that box as a level one. Like this is going to be the first stuff that I unpack and put up. Then the level two box, obviously if it's level two, do I really even need it? Uh, most of that stuff should probably go in the donate box, but you know, a level two of, I just can't bear to actually get rid of it, but really, is it going to be my first stuff that I put out and maybe that stuff does get moved. But if you have like a ton of level two boxes to move, hmm, I don't know. Here's where I go. I don't know if I'm really make it any sense because again, I haven't done it, um, since starting my whole process is what I'm saying. I've done it wrong. I've done it incorrectly many, many times. Um, okay. So here's, here's one thought, and this is really difficult for me. Um, so you know that there are like recommendations online or at moving companies and stuff for how many boxes you should need for a standard typical master bedroom or kitchen or child's bedroom or living room. Here's a crazy thought. What if you tried to actually get the recommended number of boxes for the child's bedroom 
and then only filled that many boxes. Ooh, that's good, isn't it? So that for me personally, um, I thought these people were crazy. I've shared before that when we moved out of a house that had 700, I'm sorry, 1,752. So 1,752 was the square footage and we filled a U-Haul truck, uh, which is a moving truck that you rent a U-Haul truck for, that was meant for a 3000 square foot house. So almost twice as much it was supposed to fit as what we should have had in our house. And yet a 3000 square foot truck was, I don't know, maybe a little over half of our stuff. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I talk about that in the tale of two houses, but I, that just seemed so ridiculous to me. Like who in the world would think that, um, you know, the 3000 square foot house in there, but you know what? I bet you they have a little bit of a clue and I bet you they've done a little bit of research when they do those recommendations. When I I'm being facetious, when I say a little bit of research, I'm sure there's logic behind it that I don't even know. And I do know that I'm really not somebody to ask about um, how much stuff should be in a house of a certain size. And they probably have done some research and I have, you know, done it wrong. So that is a thought, um, you know, saying how much, how many boxes are recommended for a child's room and then use the container concept, the container concept being you fill up the container you have and you don't go buy a new container. Instead, the container is the limit. It's the top of the line. It's the, okay, this is how much stuff I can have. If it doesn't fit in this container, I can't have it. If I find something I desperately need, then I remove something from the container to make room for the thing that I want to keep. Um, so that's a thought. That's something that, um, sounds a little bit rash and there's part of me that goes, yes, I would totally do that when I move. And then there's part of me that goes, you can't tell me what to do. Um, because that's how I am. So there is, some good and some bad, um, in that, but I think that would be, it'd be pretty drastic for someone like me, but I kind of like that idea. So that's a thought. That's an idea. Um, just even just using boxes as containers, as people pack, you know, um, using that mentality to, you know, have the donate box right there and then say, I need to get, I will fill up these boxes from this space, this room, my bedroom, whatever this, you know, they have those hanging boxes, which are honestly the coolest thing ever, but they have wardrobe boxes and there are these tall boxes and they actually have a wardrobe hanger across them. Um, and you hang up your clothes inside these boxes. Well, again, those boxes are a certain size to estimate this is how much, you know, this should fit at this size closet. Well, using that container, that box as not just, oh my goodness, I filled all that up and now I need three other boxes to just shove everything else in. But instead using that container concept as I'm packing to say, okay, well, if it doesn't fit into this box, then, you know, this is the size box I'm going to pack and anything that doesn't fit in here doesn't get to go. And then using the one in one out rule as I find something else that I want to keep, but, um, the box is already full, take something out so that I can fit that in there. Okay. Um, 
you know, using that, giving people boxes, you know, one of the things that um, I have a post that I wrote a long time ago, it was a sponsored post, sort of kind of back in the very beginning. And we'd gotten tickets to this very small museum in the Dallas area. Um, they were having a Genghis Khan exhibit. You know, it's just, I like to go do stuff like that with my kids. And so I got free tickets for that. And I was so thrilled um, that I got to do that through my blog. And I was like, what am I going to write about Genghis Khan? <laughs> on a slob comes clean anyway. But what I came up with, um, was, you know, as we went and we talked, you know, they, they were nomadic. And so that was a lot of the, the display within the museum and the exhibit, um, was talking about these people moving all the time, you know, and that the things that they had and what their homes looked like and all that kind of stuff. Um, so with my kids, you know, we cleaned up their room and I gave them a box and I said, okay, um, if, you were nomadic. If you had to move all the time, you couldn't have all this stuff. What's a box that you could personally carry? And I think the boys were probably eight, nine or something like that at this point. And, um, so they, you know, we got a box that was something they could physically carry. And I said, put all your favorite stuff in here. What could you, what would you be willing to carry with you if we were nomadic? You know, so having that concept of, okay, we're moving. Here's your box. Put your very favorite stuff in here. You know, maybe it's even a question with your kids of put your your favorite stuff in this box. And then I'm going to make the decisions about everything else in this room. Hmm. That's a thought. Again, just thoughts. Um, okay. Another thing, the house selling process, that is one thing that I have been through that is um, the worst thing in the world to ever go through. I'm so sorry. Those of you who've had to do it many times, um, but selling a house for someone like me is really difficult because it's the keeping it perfect all the time. Um, for us, my husband started his job. He went ahead and moved. I was there with two itty bitty boys. My dog started going through this phase of killing, um, rats and things like that. Um, which I, you know, I'm always thankful for that kind of stuff. This is an old dog, not the one you just heard, um, howl anyway. Um, you know, I, I, I was grateful that these rats and things were not like whatever, but she was leaving them on the porch. And I was like, I could not, I didn't know I was pregnant at the time. I'm sure that affected things, but I like, I can't touch this thing. You know, I had to go find a neighbor and ask him to come move these dead rats off my porch since my house was, um, on the market and could be shown at any time. But, um, one of the things from that, you know, was like, I learned how nice it was to live with so much less stuff in my home. Because remember, I had a 1,750 square foot home and we had been told they show better if they still have furniture in them. So we had left furniture. We'd left Um, the master bedroom had, um, a queen size bed in it. It had a dresser. The other two bedrooms still had beds in them. The, um, kitchen had a table in it. I mean, every, the, uh, living room had a couch in it. I mean, everything that someone needed in a home was still there. And yet we had everything we needed in a home over in our rent house hours away. You know, that's how much junk we had. But I remember going back up there, um, our house had not sold yet. And I was um, directing a play for the church that I used to go to when I lived up there. And they had asked me to come back. And so I had gone up for the week and just, you know, was directing this play. And um, so I was living in my house, you know, the one that we had on the market that we weren't currently living in. 
And I just remember being like, I love this house so much, you know, but using that time of packing away, um, you know, all that, that time of your house being on the market, as you do have to go ahead and pack stuff away, making those, you know, level, level those boxes, you know, decide, okay, I'm going to pack away the things I'm going to go ahead and declutter. But then these things that I absolutely don't think I can live without, but I need to pack them away, you know, put those in boxes where you say, maybe declutter this or, you know, yeah, let yourself live that that time period where your house is on the market and you've lived with just the essentials and, you know, using that to adjust your perspective on how much stuff you actually need in your home and enjoying how much easier it is to take care of with the less stuff that you have. Because if you have your house on the market, the more stuff you can get out of there, because, you know, clutter threshold and all that jazz. Um, yeah, the more stuff that is not in your house. Okay. Or how should I say that? The less stuff you have in your house, the better it's, you're going to be able to maintain it and keep it under control. So kind of using that as an opportunity to experience the whole clutter threshold issue so that you can use that later. Okay. I hope that's been helpful in any way. Mainly, I would love to hear from those of you who do have lots of experience moving, um, who have been through this and have found what works and what doesn't work. Please leave your comments over at aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Go to um, podcast number 74. That's what this is, moving and decluttering. Um, I would love to hear from you so that you can help each other because, again, I'm sure I've said it way too many times. I so have not done this since. So I don't have the reality-based experience to share with you other than the bad things that I've done. Um, Okay, so don't forget, um, if you have not been paying attention on the blog over the last week, uh, make sure that you go and look through the different, um, I'm collecting quotes for my book. So I would love to have your quote and how you found your clutter threshold or how you have implemented the container concept or have tried out laundry day or how you've made, you know, embracing reality work in your home, you know, different things that are going to be in the book. I would love to have quotes from you. So that is over at a slob comes If you are there before November 13th ish of 2015, I would love to hear from you and those things might end up in the book or I might use them in other places as well on the blog. Um, so, and that's all in the Google form that you'll fill out. So, uh, if you could do that, that would be great. And don't forget if you would like to be part of that hangout next week on the 12th at eight o'clock, um, make sure that you have become a patron before that time. So Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Assad comes clean is, um, where you can get that set up. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. And I will talk to you next week. I think unless my brain is completely consumed with book, which is possible. So anyway, thanks for joining me and I will talk to you later. Bye.